Kia ora, koutou everyone. Um, welcome to Mama's Lockdown and Me. <gasps> it's like Christmas. Um, I'm here with the amazing Mina Dubin, who is in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm, I'm across the bay from San Francisco. Across the bay. Um, yeah. She's a writer and public artist and has two children who are three and seven. Well done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll say first. Well <laughs> Thank you. Um, how are you and how are you? <laughs> I'm good and I'm big sigh. Uh, you know, hanging in there. Yeah. It really is. It's it's day by day Ooh. and minute by minute. Yeah, it is. My oh. my friend's got a newborn, and she just said, "You know, it's day by day." And I said, "We're hour by hour, so you're doing pretty well." And she's like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> yeah, it's true. So when um, start off, go ahead. I was just going to say. So tell me about your. So at the minute, we're we're in something called level three which means that we've, um, we're allowed to uh, get takeaway and the hospitals are open and the doctors and the supermarkets, but that's it. We still can't see anyone who's not in our bubble, so the people that we live with. Um, mm -hmm. And then we've just been told that possibly next week we're going to be going to level two because we've had no confirmed cases for about four or five days. Wow. Which is pretty awesome. So tell me about what, where, what your situation is like. We're sort of similar. Uh, California was one of the earlier lockdown states. Um, and, but we're still, we're still in phase one where we're not supposed to see anyone who's not in our bubble and nothing but, you know, the important stuff is open. Although we have been allowed to do takeout yeah. the whole time. Um, and I think as of tomorrow, we're entering a phase two uh, where certain things are going to be open, but honestly, it's a little confusing. I'm not really clear. Um, I know in phase two, preschools are open for, for the children of essential workers. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm def I've definitely been going back and forth in my mind. I mean, we're not going to send my daughter to preschool, but my husband is a, a therapist, a psychiatrist. And I'm like, well, he's kind of an essential worker. If I wanted to, I could probably make the argument, but I'm not going to send her. Yeah. So our, our schools have been shut for about five weeks now. Um, all, all kids are at home um, and everybody's been at home. So yeah, it's been pretty, we, they clamped down pretty hard, pretty quickly. And to be honest, the, the, um, I think we've just been voted the clearest concise country ever for this stuff because wow. our prime minister has been just seeing us talking to us every day, often yeah. from her bedroom in her pajamas, <laughs> like, That's amazing. which is pretty cool. Um, so the that reason awesome. I, um, the reason I wanted to get you on here was to first talk about your article, which blew my mind. Um, okay. also because you're a legend because you've got two kids. Um, but also for you to explain <laughs> a bit about the mom lists, which have made, been making me absolutely roar with laughter over the past few days because I've been having a little look. Oh. Particularly the one about um, your child throwing up on you is just karma for you throwing up on your friend when you were at college. <laughs> <laughs> mom karma, that one's called, yeah. So maybe explain a little bit about your circumstance around that. About the mom list? Yeah. Sure. So... 
Um, I've been a writer for a long time. And when I became a mom, um, I didn't really write very much for a while. You know, I was, I was just, I don't know, in the throes of motherhood for those first couple of years. And then when my son turned two, I really wanted to write. And all I could kind of get out was lists. It, it just, it felt doable. I've, I've been an essayist and lists felt I don't know, like I could do them. They were manageable and they were short and they could be funny and they could be sad and I could make fun of myself and they just felt like something I could do. And, but I wanted to put them up in the world. So I wanted people to see them immediately. I had this like urgency of right now. And so I started handwriting these lists and posting them up in local places all around the Bay Area. So I posted 150 lists around the Bay Area and then I posted them on um, on social media, and I did it for three years. So I did fifty a year. Each fifty was in a different city: Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, and as I and as I kept going, the lists got longer. I sort of, I sort of got my brain back, and they they stayed list. You know, they stayed numbered, but they kind of turned into mini memoirs. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, so that's the mom list. They're, and and they're just, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share them later on, but I've, I was just sitting reading them last night and they're so, like, there's so many lines in there that you just go, yeah, when, when we all feel the, the so I, uh, I'll set some context for the, the time that I've been doing this, the amount of people who, one I've asked who've gone, oh, I've got nothing to share. I'm just, you know, all these other women seem so amazing. And I'm like, no, no, no everybody, every other mom has said the same thing, but also the stuff we share is so the same. And then you go, of course. And and that thing of why don't we realize that? Why don't we realize that actually there's, everybody's not nailing it and everyone's not doing, you know, I mean, online is a bit of a, there's a bit of a thing there, but we're also the same. Yeah. Totally. But I definitely had the same thing when I looked at who was on your podcast and I was like, I don't know why she wants to interview me. Honestly, every single mom. And, and so many people say to me, oh my God, you're doing this thing and you've got a child and how do you fit it in? And I'm like, I do it in my bedroom and, and there's no editing and it's just how it is and that's it. So, right, you know, right. whatever. Now, in, in relation to your article, yeah. so I'll give people a bit of context around if people don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you released a article for the New York Times parenting blog for um, back in September. Mm-hmm. And you you wrote about um, the rage of mums that nobody talks about, and my friend gave it to me and said, "Have a read of this." And I one read it and wept in my car, um, and I then shared it on my Instagram, and my phone went crazy for mums who said, "You've just nailed what I am feeling right now, and nobody talks about it." Yeah. So tell me yeah. why, why did you get that down on paper? What, what pushed you to do that? Well, I'll connect it to the mom list. So the mom list, after I finished the list, I decided to make it into a book. So it's a manuscript. And then I submitted it to some places and everyone was sort of not sure what to do with it. And the feedback I got was to make it more narrative. And so for the last year, I've been adding essays to it. So now it's a book that's a mix of lists and essays. And so that's one of the essays from from this manuscript. Um, And I mean, it's so each essay is connected to a list. So first there's a list that's connected to that essay. um, That's about 
crossing the street, refusing to move in the middle of the street, and me just like freaking out in this quick moment, you know, and being like, ah, you have to move, and picking him up and putting him down on the sidewalk, and put him on the sidewalk kind of gruffly, and he falls back, and he hits his head on the pavement. Yeah. And there's this moment where I, you know, I don't know if he just fell back, or if I put him down too hard, or what, and he looks at me like, it's like, you know, I think he doesn't know whether I made him do that. And then I feel like, oh, like so much shame, so much shame. Like, did I just do that? Yeah. And I think I needed, I needed to write this essay because um, I think I just, I feel so much shame around it, around like how quick I can feel fury um, at these little people who are the best, you know, even though they make me crazy. Yeah. But, yep. and, and my partner doesn't have it. Like he doesn't at that rate. And I felt really alone with it. And writing is just one of the ways that I deal with all of my feelings, yeah, especially yeah. the ones that are about, that I feel shame about, you know? Yeah, totally. And I remember the first time this, um, it's like this little animal that lives inside your throat. Well, that is, that's what it feels like for me. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I work, I, I teach people about child protection. That's my job. And this, you know, I'm constantly talking to people about um, safe spaces to go to when you feel angry and da, 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 and children's ray anger. And, what, and then this beast like came out of my throat from nowhere. And I was like, who is that? Where did that come from? I don't, yeah. and, and then I got really scared of it because I didn't know where it was going to come from or at what point. And I remember one night growling at my husband. It was like two o'clock in the morning and my child had woken up for the 3000th time. Mm. And I remember going, I'll do it. And he went, whoa, <laughs> like, who is that? And I just yeah. said, there it is. Like, there it is. And I had no control over it. And I, and I just, I didn't know where, I, one, I didn't know who to tell. So I ended up telling my therapist and she was like, oh yeah, mum rage, talk a lot about that. And I'm like, why have you never told me? Um, but also then I started to talk to my friends and they all said, yeah, and I've never told anyone. It's like this guilty, dirty secret that we've kind of got. Yeah. And the way that you just said that, yeah, mom rage. Until I had never heard that term until recently until this year really yeah and so that i mean it has been an amazing response to this essay i mean i cannot tell you your phone blew up mine blew up you know with i can imagine <laughs> and every and all the messages are from women saying i'm crying as i'm writing this yeah like yeah. people are like this is it's a huge thing like the oh you're all choppy Um, I was just saying, I feel like that phrase mom rage has like mom rage has hit a tipping point this year. And I feel like every mom's and um, I was just going to say, cause I, um, I've, you know, I went into my antenatal class and every, and they constantly talk about the birth and I'm like, the birth's going to bloody happen. Like we've got no control over it. Why aren't you talking to me about, and this is post having a baby. Why aren't you talking to me about the fact that I don't really like my newborn? Um, and you know, 
it's a bit boring and and nobody else is admitting that do you know nobody yeah. else says yeah yeah it's a bit boring and i don't really like it and do you know and then but the, the minute yeah. you start talking about it everybody kind of goes oh it's all right to say it it's like you've made it acceptable and then you go well yeah of course yeah yeah i and i you know i don't know that can you hear me now am i working yeah. now yeah yeah I don't know that this is, I feel bad to say it, right? Because I, I had a pretty textbook easy births as far as birth goes. But I, I have this feeling that in, if, you and your, if your baby survives and you survive childbirth, childbirth is a snap. It's motherhood. That's the hard thing in, yeah. in a way. I mean, yeah. even though I know some people have really traumatic, terrible births, but I just feel like motherhood is the real challenge. Totally. And, and, um, cause so whenever I've, I've been talking to mums at this stage, um, and lots of them have been saying, you know, like how I've always asked how, how are you getting through the days with, you know, like I, I'm pretty privileged in the fact that I live in a lovely house with lots of space and I've got a lovely husband and, you know, um, my kid's pretty cool and I've got friends that I can talk to, but I, I've had to put some things in place that have said to me, that have made me go, do you know what? When you're getting to a point where I can't cope with you anymore, I'm going to go and do this. And I need to put my hand up and go, can't do this in a minute. I just can't do it. Um, Janet Lansbury's in my, been in my life a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to be the only person who's gone, uh, yeah. Like, and, and I've got to a point now where instead of, blowing up which still does happen i've i've seen it come about three steps before i've been like oh yeah i'm tired i can't get you in the car you don't want to re you're refusing to get in the car you've just kicked me in the face um right all that stuff so how have yeah. you been, how have you been coping with being at home in that environment i uh, well so my husband is a therapist and he works from home. And so he works out of our bedroom. We have a tiny home, a two bedroom, one bathroom. It's really small that we rent. Um, when he's done work, I'm like, we just like high five and yeah. I go in the bedroom and shut the door. Like yeah. I'm like my time. And I go right to work to try and get some writing done. So the bedroom and just like having a door that closes. Cause it's the only door in the house besides yeah. my kid's room. Yeah. Um, is really important, you know, a room of one's own. And then I, for the first time in my life, I, this is so not me for the first time in my life, I have woken up at six o'clock and gone for a run. When I first started doing this, my husband said to me in the bathroom the night before he said, are you really going to do this? This doesn't really seem like you. <laughs> I was like, thanks. It's really encouraging. <laughs> Who even are you? I was like, now I'm really going to do it. <laughs> Screw you. I'm going. <laughs> so I think that I also have a, I have a writing group that I meet with once a week that I just did before this for a couple hours. And I think that saves me. Um, my son is actually old enough now. With, um, and, you know, in the Berkeley school, in the Bay Area, everyone's very like, you know, mindfulness. And yeah, yeah. So he knows some of that. And so every once in a while, when me and him get into it, he'll be like, let's just take a few deep breaths. You know, he'll say it to me and I'm like, oh my God, you're right. And we'll do it together. And we'll both kind of calm down yeah. a little bit. And then you're like, high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're the same in a lot of ways. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's really interesting how like, 
we all have our little things that we've now like I know a lot of my friends have said you know how, how have you got through this and they're like we just put these little things in and now now the kids start to go yeah yeah mum needs that thing and she needs that thing and, and I think I think for me it's like every, every stage I found hard and I found motherhood I found motherhood really difficult um but toddlers just have this way of going you see that little button that you've got on your forehead I'm going to push it all <laughs> the way in there and yeah. then I'm going to push it a little bit more and then I'm going to like pull your hair and kick you in the face and you're like what why are you doing that and I yeah. have to constantly say to myself they're not normal they're like weird aliens from outer space they don't think like you um, totally. and she's not she's not even three so come on like give her a break yeah but honestly I'm like who who even are you and why are you in my life <laughs> yes I love I love how you wrote on your um I think it's on your Instagram page you wrote um your you know or you're usually found in the chocolate eating oh in the bathroom eating chocolate like texting um oh yeah I said to someone it was Easter and she had an egg and I actually stole half of it and locked myself in the toilet and ate it and like pulled put my fingers up at the door as she was trying to get in I'm like I'm eating your chocolate and you're you ain't coming in my bathroom <laughs> totally the bathroom especially in a small house I feel like the bathroom is one of the escapes you know I am not someone who has ever been one of those people that like you know reads a book on the toilet and like hangs out in the toilet forever like you know, TV typical guy. And now I'll just be in there forever. I'm like, yeah. I'm in the bathroom. That's <laughs> my time. I said, there's a, I think there's a meme that says something like, you know, we're just going to email each other till we die. And I'm like, I am literally the mom who just is just in the bathroom shouting, I'll be a minute till I die. <laughs> like, that's all I'm going to do. I'm, I'll, yeah. I'm coming. I'm just coming. Yep. The, kid, the kids will need something. And my husband will be like, Mena. And I'll be like, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it and I, I I absolutely love that you've you know you've like you've brought these conversations to the fore and I I always have this thought that um there must have been cave women and and men walking around going have you should we talk about rage like what is going on they've gone into that store of food that I've, we've got for the next year and they've stolen it all and I've got this deep little animal living in my throat and I don't know what What's going on oh there? Oh my God. What is going well, on? Well, I mean, not to get too philosophical, but also I think it was in cavemen, women times, and I'm sure before that, there, there was a different thing about mothers. You know, mothers were allowed to be rageful, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. I think the expectations on mothers is different. Like, a ra you know, mothers, there's so much perfectionism. Totally. Now, you yeah. know? Yeah. That, like, rage is like the ultimate, the ultimate yeah. beast, kind of. And I do really try and stop myself now when I see pregnant women who are all, ah. I'm like, this, that, this is your reality. Don't put my, your reality on somebody else. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not your place, you know. I don't want to go, it's shit, run. <laughs> Just go up to and be like, shit's going to get dark. It's going to get dark, man. Oh, my God, so dark. I know, but it's like, I want to say, it's dirty and messy and fucking boring, and it's the same thing every day. And they are, they are incredible. Like, I stare at her sometimes and go, look at your beautiful, perfect face. But sometimes mm -hmm. I'm also like, I do actually want to sell you on the internet sometimes. Like, you know? <laughs> yes, oh, God. Yes. Not no, they were made... They were made beautiful for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. And all those, I said, God, if I didn't have all those hormones rushing around my body when she was born, I would have looked like, I would have given her away. I think that, and, and the last thing was that um, I, I remember this, I told my friend this once. She was like, how was your birth? And I was like, oh, you know, there's lots around it and the experience of it 
being in the hospital was not positive and there was some things going on there but I remember the night she was born and I remember lying in the hospital and in, in New Zealand your partner can be in the bedroom with you on a mattress like they're allowed mm-hmm. to sleep outside of you and it was pitch mm-hmm. black and I had this baby in my arms and I remember thinking what the fuck have I done yeah it was such a loud noise in my head oh my god and I remember saying that to my friend and she's like holy shit Jane that's really dark I was like, I know. Hold on on one second. I have the doorknob. I'm trying. You put them together. Sorry, our doorknob of our room. No, I was, it's, I have it. Because I've had cats looking over um, screens and babies running in and all sorts of stuff. So the doorknob of our room fell off. So I was locked in here. Oh, God. Oh, actually, is that, that's kind of a nice thing. (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, sorry, family. The doorknob fell off again. Um, okay, well, this is the bit where we go into your quickfire answers. Are you ready? Uh-oh. I'm ready. Okay. Favorite biscuit. Do you call them biscuits in America? Favorite cookie, maybe? Oh, cookie. Um, <sighs> snickerdoodle? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's got cinnamon on it. I love the divide, it's the like world sh- divide <laughs> around biscuits. Uh, spring or autumn? Uh, autumn. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? What's oh uh, Star Wars? Controversial. Uh, hot bath or hot shower? Shower. Um, ski or snowboard or none? Oh, oh God! Hot chocolate in the lodge. <laughs> uh, guilty music pleasure. Maybe Tori Amos. She's not guilty. She's a legend. Oh God! I'm, uh, like, I'm a Justin Timberlake girl. I tell no one. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Mountain or beach? Beach. And something that you want to tell us that you've been watching or listening to that you can recommend over this time? Got any po- good podcasts or programs? Oh, my mom podcast just went on hiatus. Yes. I've been listening to, coincidentally, it's called Mom Rage. I love that. I'm going to find that and write down. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Um, and watching, we, were, we just finished the new Making the Cut. Ooh. It's on Amazon Prime. It's the new Project Runway. Oh, yes. Which is such brain candy. We'll probably get that in about three years when we catch up. <laughs> Takes us a while. <laughs> yes. But the new Working Moms just came on Netflix. Oh, yes. I did see that, actually. Um, Thank you so much for slotting us into your day. Um, Tell me what you're going to go and do exactly right now. Well, it is 7 o'clock. I am going to read stories and put them to bed and then take deep, deep, deep breaths. You're a complete legend. Go and enjoy your (laughs) evening. And thank you so much. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye.